0: Hello and welcome to another episode of so here's the thing. Um, I am your host Marquis and today we have a very special guest, um, my guest new guest co-host Brianna Ellis. Uh, Brianna, introduce yourself um, and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hello, I'm Brianna. I am a mother. I am a spiritual advisor, I'm a motivator. Um, I'm so many things. I am happy to be here. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm. Just, how do we know each other? Yeah, oh, I mean, you can,
2: yeah I know Marquis
1: because I was so happy to see him when I we are working at Map and G.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, as soon as I saw you, I felt like it was time to be friends. Like
2: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> be friends. Um
2: He just and, had that energy, right? You just yeah, wanted to be his friend. I think we really
0: just clicked, and we I think clicked. we've we've known each other now for I've been with map and g for three years. You've three been years. three years wow. I think we started like two weeks apart from each other, yeah. a month from, apart from each other at yep. this point, yeah, so um. I had, we had a little bit of a, a thing, but I yes. had wanted Brianna to be on, on the podcast before, and it's just such a lovely and wonderful thing to come all the way full circle, yeah. and mm. now she's on, and this is my girl. I, for yes. all, for anybody who's We're listening, friends. we are friends for real, With
1: for real. A Z at the end. And
0: so <laughs> I'm super excited to have her on the podcast. I'm super excited to hear your thoughts and opinions I'm about excited. Um, this entire season, she's already listened to um, the the previous episodes yeah. of this season and some of the last season. And just as a reminder, this season, this entire season um, is going to be about the Black experience, what it's like to okay. be Black in America mm. in now, twenty twenty one. And so much has changed, and so much has evolved, and sort of, um, sort of just changed in in the last year. I mean, when yeah. we were so. this is March twenty twenty one. Um, we are a year after the pandemic of COVID. Yes. So, we have a um, new president. Right. We have a new president. So that's a whole other situation thing. <laughs> and, and listen, I don't, I don't know who's on this call, but-
1: And a Black vice president. And a Black yeah. vice
0: president. Yes. I know who's on this call, but I'm just going to make my own political sort of leanings clear. I am a Democrat. I'm here for Joe Biden. I was not here for, we don't say his name in oh, my boy. home- Right. We don't say his name. We do not say <laughs> old oh boy. I love it. It's the man who was supposed to be leading our country. That guy. Who was mm. supposed to be leading our country and did not. Right. So,
2: right. Um,
0: I don't know where anybody else on who any of our listeners are, but that's the the that's sort of leaning sad. of where we where this group is going to be. And I I'll, I'll sort of leave it up to you guys to yeah. tell us about yourselves.
1: Yeah, no. I um well, first I'm so excited. <laughs> bet you have me here Yay. you know i just want to say that i think that you built something really nice and awesome and mm. i'm just pumped to be a part yeah but nice. tell t- t- you about me and oh life. about
0: your political not even politically oh, political. meetings, but like so you know.
1: me politically i don't watch the news mm. my mm. favorite news is um trevor trevor
2: noah mm-hmm. that was good <laughs> yeah
1: like for good. me that keeps me informed I enough. Loved. I'm one of those black people that feel like, you know, we were slaves when we had Democrats mm. and Republicans mm. and civil rights. And we we always get the short end of the stick. And so I never feel like, you know, but when I when I vote,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's usually Democrats.
0: So you do <laughs> vote. So, so you do vote. Let's be clear. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean we, our other guest is Robert. I, I forgot to introduce you. Robert was on the first three episodes of uh so here's the thing of the second season. And Robert, just tell us a little bit more about yourself.
2: Just to Well, recap. uh just recap. So um like I said, I met Marquise through previous um host that he had, um, Charme. Mm-hmm. She was, um, I think when she asked me to do the podcast, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, you know, I love to talk, so you know, just perfect for me. Um, but the, the connection that we all had at the um first one I was like wow this is really good so I was really excited what we was talking about um so yeah I am you know family man you know married 22 years um I have three adults I don't have kids no more because they're all out my house right now so um crazy for me yeah for me uh I'm i I'm, like if you look at my car yes I'm a Democrat um I was not happy with trump even though oh I'm sorry I forgot you know, it's okay. <laughs> not in my home. Oh, okay. Okay. You're not here. So okay. I mean, he had uh, to me, um I, I I vote Democrat mostly, but I, I like to listen to both sides because mm-hmm. I give anybody a fair chance to prove me wrong or whatever I, I think of them. Yeah. So if I if I had there's a Republican candidate that I think is is offering or working for my community or mm-hmm. saying the things that I need him to say for my community, yeah. then I, I I tend to lean that way. Now I thought uh, old boy had a lot of opportunities to become great he just didn't want to mm. so but yes yeah. that's just yeah 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 i mean he had a lot of opportunities to yeah. be different than what he wanted to be and be that you know i, I never understood the slogan make america great again because i'm still trying to look through the history books and find out when it was, it was great, that great, some great some for well, us right to
0: them it was, right. yeah. them it was. yes
2: yeah. So that's to me, that just showed. Then you're, you, you know, you you can be the president of the United States, but you have to be the president of the United States. That means everybody that's in here, mm-hmm. not just your demographics, in a right, sense. So, right. yeah, that's that's just me in a nutshell. I like I'm I'm open. I I love the talk. I'm oh, I I got, I think I got some controversial ideas. Okay. You know, like uh, um, you know, a little bit. I mean, you know, <laughs> like I I like to I like to spot like you know I'm just not always that. Yeah, let me just ride with what everybody's thinking. Because yeah. when we talked about like the stuff going on in the African-American community and things like that, you know, I've always been taught from when I was a little kid, there's always a beginning, middle, and end. And a lot of times when we see these things transpire, sometimes we don't get to see what really happened at mm-hmm. the beginning. We see the end part, mm-hmm. I mean the, the middle part and then what else happens after that. But mm-hmm. I, I always need to see the beginning, like what happened, what caused that reaction. And Just to piggyback
0: off of that, so I mean, particularly now, so often we see videos online of fights that were in the middle. We see right. somebody is finally, you know, they're they're on to the person who shot somebody or you know hurt somebody. But it's it's in the middle of it. We don't know where this thing started in the first place right. because we don't. It it you know it never starts right. at the beginning. Right. So right. <laughs> you know it, it's so hard to know the entire story without knowing context. Exactly. So, Um, so I'm just going to take a brief pause, um, to, um, mention that we have one other guest who's not with us yet. Her name is Brittany, um, Brittany Nicole, um, Timmons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, Brittany was on the first three episodes of the podcast. She will be joining us soon. Um, Brittany is like my sister that we've known each other, uh, for, oh gosh, uh, seems like five or six years now at this point, we've done two shows together. Brittany is a talented actress. Um, She's currently living in uh, Atlanta or somewhere right outside of Atlanta. And she also is a firecracker. She has her own unique uh, view and she's just a lot of fun to be around. And um, um, she's younger. I think Brittany is in her late twenties, but you you can learn from anybody. You can learn like, from somebody who's older than you, younger than you. Absolutely. So I find myself often learning from Brittany and her her unique lens and experience, not only just as a young person, but as a young woman now growing during up this um, during this time. And so mm-hmm. some of the stuff we'll be talking about this, this um, <clears throat> episode, these first, uh, this episode is gonna be broken up into several episodes. This is titled Moving On Up, right? <laughs> So hmm. moving on up to the <laughs>
2: <east> side, <laughs> we finally got a piece of the pie. <laughs> We're moving <laughs> on up moving on, moving on up. <laughs>
0: <to the> side, <laughs> we finally got a piece <laughs> of the pie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So, for those of you who are listening who don't know what that is, <laughs> <Jefferson's laughs> it right. was a very popular, one of the, the most iconic um, black television shows black uh, ever.
1: That's black history. Um,
0: yes, starring um, Sherman Hemsley and yes. um, uh, what's this woman's name who played Louise? Um, uh, um, don't oh, know. I'm was, sorry, I I, know. I, can't. I forget her name. So there anyway the the the, the Jeffersons. Um, before we before we go into what I want to talk about. The, the Jeffersons was about, that is our vacuum telling us um, that it needs to go somewhere. <laughs> um, we have an automatic vacuum. But the Jeffersons was the, one of the first Black families in television that we saw that had like they had, had arrived. They had yeah. some right. money. Yeah. Right. They lived in a high-rise apartment. He
1: had power.
0: He had power. Yes. He had a say, he had his own business. George Jefferson was the business. And
1: he had a white friend that was scared of him. Yes, yes. That's, no one ever seen that, Mm. where he treated that white guy like the (laughs) dick.
0: Yeah, yeah. Back in the (laughs) the day, it was the
1: opposite way. And so I think for television and for Black people, period, Mm -hmm. that show gave us a sense of, you know, we got power. We
0: smart. We yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and we can. We can. And not only, not only was George, um who was the main character, but his wife. She, she, she was up there too. And she she was, was doing. elegant. Yeah. She, was elegant. Yeah. she had great clothes. Yes. Um, he's Isabel, called a wheezy. Yes, <laughs> Isabel Sanford is the woman's name. It yes, is. so. I don't know where our other guest is. I'm going to text her again. But (laughs) we are going to get into, um, this actually dovetails right really well into the outline that I sent you guys. And the uh, purpose of these few next episodes are moving on up. So we're talking about, in the first three episodes, we talked about what it's like to be Black in America as a child, Mm. right? Zero to 18, like... (laughs) What? How did that, how did your parents treat you? How did how did that inform your own parenting? Yeah. What were things that we just assumed everybody got weapons? Maybe nobody got weapons. Everybody right. knew what a switch was, right? <laughs> All these things, right? You black, and- you got
2: beat before. Stop playing. No. Times
0: of switches. Well, what? And so, but uh, it also informs, right? How we how we parent ourselves, but. That's, and and the one of the things that we ended on, or one of the the things that we ended on on the, um, the one of the last episodes was this idea that <clears throat> there's an assumption within the black community in America that your parents absolutely did not save for you okay. and or could not save for you to right. go to college, right? right? Hmm. So now you're yep. just out here, right? you're just out here and you either you are 15, 16, 17 and your mother and your father or whoever it is, your caretaker is saying, listen, you got to get this job. We need this money. Mm-hmm. There's an assumption within a lot of Black families in America that as soon as you are able to um, work, you must work. And right. um, generally, generally, there are some exceptions, but um, there is also an assumption people might say a shared experience that when you're 18, maybe 19, you are out of the house. Like you're just out, like your parents can't afford to just keep on supporting you. (laughs) Right. 20, 21, 22. Now there are variances, you know, there are different reasons for different things. But, um, one of the things that I wrote down here was this assumption that your parents did not save you beyond college. And then when did you get your first serious job and what did that look like? Yeah about like, you know, you got FICA, you got social security being taken out all of a sudden. <laughs> this so is so just not a babysitting job. This is yes. like, you know, your first, first real job. So those are the two topics. I'm going to get myself some more wine, but mm-hmm. um, it, my listeners know I drink wine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. um, but I did want to touch on, and I'll ask Brianna first, um what was your experience as a as a child did you did you assume that your parents did, did not or could not save for you and then how did that inform you sort of getting into early adulthood
1: so um <clears throat> my mom was a glorious single mother and mm. so i am yeah. one of four children that my mom raised i have tons of siblings but um in the house mm-hmm. and so i definitely knew that my mother did not have college money saved up for me um, you know she was taking care of us and it's not like ain't no extras <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: ain't,
1: ain't no ain't, i'm not gonna nice it up it's just there wasn't any extras and and for me i started working when i was 15 years old Right. Okay. and so um yeah i got my first job working at uh, this mexican restaurant in the kitchen, I was a bus boy, a bus girl. (laughs) And um, I was working my butt off too, because um, we needed it. I was helping my mom. It was like, our family was a team. We had to, we all worked together to make sure everything was cool. My mother um, was technically disabled, um, at the time as well,
2: Mm-mm. she suffered
1: from con- chronic kidney failure. Oh, wow. And mm. so she was going to dialysis three days a week, uh, for four hours a day. And so it was wow. definite, she didn't work. So yeah. it was definitely mandatory that as soon as I could, that I went to work.
0: And I assume your siblings as well.
1: Yeah. So, um, my, uh, sister that's directly under me, um, she uh, started working when she was 15 or 16 as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's just generally, particularly if you are a single income household, mm-hmm. or if you just have a lot of kids that. My brother started when he was 12. Oh, 12?
1: Yes. That so real 12? job at the dollar store. Ooh. There was a dollar store in the <laughs> neighborhood, and it was a black man. Don't call owned.
0: out dollar store for child labor. I'm just saying. No, not Dollar Tree. It wasn't <laughs> dollar tree. It was a dollar store. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, dollar store, if you want to be a
2: sponsor, I you mean, can still be a sponsor. There you go. <laughs> dollar General, holler. No. <laughs> okay, right.
1: If you want to hire some children. Um, but no, so he was 12 years old and he was going to go to work mm. and my mm. aunts, they were so upset. They was like, shell got that boy out here working, but he wanted to go to work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. To help the family. Yeah. And Robert, what and was your, self.
2: what was your, um, sort of general experience? Well, my general, like I said, my general experience is that, um, yeah, like I'm the, uh, again, my parents, you know, both of them, uh, they together until so still nine. um, I was 15, but I was doing the summer youth program. Mm-hmm. And I'm the baby of the family. So all my other siblings, you know, they definitely went out and got jobs. job. But for me to to start working was because I wanted other things. You know, I was a big baseball fan, so I used to like to go to see the Yankees play at one point. So in order for me to go to the game, I had to do something. So I had to either go pack bags at your local supermarket mm-hmm. or when I started working summer youth, I was able to, you know. So really for me, going to work was really just, I guess, just for me to just have money in my pocket um uh i didn't like i know for sure my mom and dad because you know they didn't have money like you said there was no extras it was okay food rent and that was it right anything else right. I had to go get it so but i also think that one thing it did do was it kind of gave me my independence early in life mm. you know what I'm saying? It, was, it was never oh well if i want some mommy can i please have so i had that idea that hey if I want something, and I think I still hold <laughs> to this day, if I want something, I got to go work, get that.
0: Right. And yeah, I didn't yeah. see
2: that as a problem because I think, you know, we all should, you know, we shouldn't be going our hands out, even if it's with our own family. We should, if we want something, we should go get it. So, so both of you describe
0: an experience, and I'm going to talk about mine for a second, but um, this led me to a different thought. Both of you describe an experience where um, on the one hand, you were forced and or expected to work at an early age for your family, right? Mm. Um, and, but both of you speak of it in a very sort of sense of general pride. Like, no, I was proud to do this. Oh, yes. yeah. But, but as adults, right? As adults who interact with young people, sometimes I've heard the statement, oh, well, you know, I was working and you, I was working when I was 15. And you'll say it like, like it was th- like a bad thing as opposed to something <laughs> like a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, you know, like, a, insane, like, like a badge like, of honor. You're like, oh wait a <laughs> And so witches, yeah. are you proud of it or not? But I, I don't <laughs> think it's
1: that, I think when they say, I've been working since I was 15, it is the pride because mm. I think when it is said, it's said in a situation of laziness or mm. something like that.
2: Right.
0: Mm.
1: So that is the pride. Like I've been working since I was 15, mm-hmm. not like I'm mad about
0: it, but mm. like, but, some, but so to a young person that may, and the right. credit was on the oh. call, she'd probably tell us like, oh, well, y'all, you're all coming off real harsh. Like, like, like,
2: like <laughs> <it's> horrible. <laughs> right. Like I did it, I yeah. didn't do it. I didn't ask you to go to work. <laughs> I asked you to do that, but the, and the funny thing about that was like even with my my youngest, she's twenty one now. But when she got when she was fifteen, um, I, I I didn't push her kind of like to 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 work if she wanted to. It was definitely out there. Like I was fortunate enough that I built up somewhere. She didn't really have to, mm-hmm. you know. But I wanted her to get the experience of getting things on her own, like I said, but she still, you know, with the hand of daddy, can I have, I want to go here, can I get, and me being the kind of father that was like, you you, you know, when you get older, you don't want your kids to kind of go through the, the path you went. So I was like, all right, cool, babe. What do you need, this and the other. But then when it got, I thought I was hindering her more than I was helping her. I was going to ask you,
0: but uh-huh. that informed your parenting now. Like, do you, do you find yourself m- making your children earn what they what what they want yes and then how do you measure that so if the child is 10 what's the measure of okay well you cleaned your room so you can have some Jordans no like that doesn't like what's the how do you measure that as a parent (laughs) for for me
1: um I do have a 10 year old and and when he does want big things, he has to do a number of chores Mm, like mm. I'll have them write a checklist Mm,
0: so like
1: The children in my home earn money. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but I do believe that they should get money, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't... Like,
0: when I was young, we did It was just to... expected. You did these chores, and, and you didn't get nothing. Right. right.
2: You just... Like...
1: <laughs> and I don't care if you want a hamburger, a piece of candy when you out. Right. You just... This, you you know... And I just want my children to have money when mm. they're out. Mm, right. And I think that that's because I didn't have when I was
0: Yeah. Money, yeah. You know? Robert,
2: how did it... I, well... <laughs> me like i I wanted my kids to really concentrate when they was younger just concentrate on school i did not want you to have to worry about working and the the of what that entails so when they got of age to where i was like okay you you're a sophomore now in high school saying and if you wanted money i was like okay i'll give you money But same thing well you, you know you gotta clean the bathroom you're doing dishes this that and the other you know but when you was like oh well you know can we go to mcdonald's you know that old saying you got mcdonald's money (laughs) <laughs> what, 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 what you ready to do for that I mean,
0: so, you know I... let me just make a, just a quick point that for you listeners who are not black and some of you who <laughs> black the expression of <coughs> you have mcdonald's money mm-hmm. is a staple with yes. the black community in america yeah. yes everybody either ha- has heard it has said it or knows what it's about. Okay. And Absolutely. Is, it ain't no kind of money. It's, no. it's, it's not like it's a bunch of money, but you still, no. need, to that you still need to have You still need to have it. You
2: need that dollar. With McDonald's money. name on it. Okay. You want that Happy Meal? You're going to have to have some Happy bit Meal money. Right. You know? But it's Like the same thing. It's like, you know, my daughters would have to do chores. Like even with my older daughter, like me and my wife, when the youngest was born, she would babysit for us. So we would go out, yes. we'd pay her to exactly. babysit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think it's just, again, to give them the sense of nothing is given to you in this world. You have to earn everything you want in this world. Yeah. So you you want this, you got to work for it. So I'm going to talk briefly about my experience, and I just
0: want to make sure, Now you've got this next topic, you are going to be doing this one, but we're still in this space, so you're going to do that one next. Um, But my experience is, um, I started working when I was 16. I worked at a drugstore called Eckert at the time. It wound up being taken over by uh, Rite Aid. Mm -hmm. And um, at the same time, I got my first uh, bank account. Yes. Right, so mm-hmm. I, it was at a first union that wound up being taken taken over by Wachovia, which wound up being taken over by oh, I don't know, whatever the the <laughs> oh, uh,
2: Wash. I think it was Washington Mutual. It yeah, might be Wachovia. Washington. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> an old man. you know that <laughs>
0: like, old which used to be, which used to be, which used to be. Used like, to like, be like, <laughs> first it was the first union when I. <laughs>
2: I used to work 20 miles to school with no shoes on.
1: Yes. It
0: just brings yeah. you there. So anyway, I was working at a pharmacy um, as a cashier for uh, a couple of years. There was no particular pressure from my, from my mother. I lived in a single family household. I mean, a single parent household. There was no particular pressure from my mother to be like, you must work. But mm-hmm. if you're working, you're going to contribute. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is that. And, um, I had to I also, pay house money. Yeah, I, you know, there was a little yeah, house money. That's, That's what exactly it. You call it you call house money too? Yes. You put that in the house money. The <laughs> I never heard of that one. <laughs> and it wasn't like my whole paycheck. It yeah. was, you have to contribute, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to touch on that because the next part of this same topic. Is um, you know, you got all these taxes taken out. There's this um idea of you have to file your taxes for the first time, you have mm-hmm. to do all these things. But um, what winds up happening, um, for a lot of people in, in the black community is while we are taught the value of a dollar, mm-hmm. in one instance, we are not taught to save, nope, we are not taught to look at this credit store score from the beginning, from the beginning, Not, not at all. <laughs> you know, and so and and and. That I'll say it this way, and my mother and I have had this discussion, so she's going to listen to this and be like, No, you're telling the truth. But she didn't know how to save, and mm-hmm. she's not great at saving now, but you know, she so she didn't know how to pass that particular skill yeah. on.
1: And I'm so, you if you don't have if it?
0: you don't, if you don't yes, have you're not taught that, how do you, and nobody told her to go and get the skill, yeah, right, right? so she pass it on to me. -hmm. And now, as uh, I'm not a parent, but my brother is a parent, Mm -hmm. he is absolutely being like, uh, we have to sort of course correct him every once in a while. But for the most part, he's like, no, I'm going to teach my children how to write a check, how to get a bank account, how to, you know, how, because these things are important. And it would have, it would have altered my life so significantly if I had known that these credit card companies are not going to just let you go after five years.
2: No, no, they're gonna follow no. you for the rest of your oh. life until they get this money. Absolutely. Listen, I a little bit like my wife. She was married before, and her and her ex husband had had a card like years ago. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't find him. When we got married. They're like, "Uh, excuse me. You remember that uh so and so credit card you had? You owe us fifteen hundred dollars." I was like, "What?" So yeah they they don't they, they don't just go away. They don't so, go away. So let so here's here's the the this, this statement.
0: The statement, um, and we can refute it, but I want to hear from you guys: is, is it a, um, would you or would you not say that the majority of Black people in America um, were not educated by their, um, their either their parents or their community about? saving specifically. We know how to we know what what money means. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: We right. just don't know how to make it work for us. Mm-hmm. So right. I will start with Robert this
2: time. I mean, I'm 100% that we were never told how to do that. Mm. You know, they didn't want to they we weren't taught that because that would give us too much power in order to know what it's like to how to make money work for you. Yeah. Because if you can get independent of the outside world and make your own money and get things, you know, and become part of that 1% then you know that that's not good that isn't like no nah, we can't show them that that's why savings and talking about money is not taught in schools today mm-hmm. so we probably heard about this stuff from like friends that we worked with like mm-hmm. i never right. knew what a roth ira was no. until uh, i started working in the insurance industry right. i didn't know how beneficial that would have been for me to start one of those when i was 20 you know Right. Working, living with my mom, not paying all these bills, and I can put up half my check in a Roth IRA. So right. not we we weren't given that knowledge, but you know now that I know, I de- like your brother. I pass that on to my 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 youngins all the time. I'm like, yo, listen, you out here buying cars, eating McDonald's, going out to eat every day. That money you got, you put that in a Roth IRA. By the time you get to my age, you'll be, you be you'll be set. You'll right. be okay. You'll be comfortable at most. I will say that it's. Uh, part of the conversation
0: that we're having is about uh, black people specifically, but in general, in general, they say that uh, youth is wasted on the young, right? Yes. Yes. That like, the people who, when, when you're 20 and somebody says, when you're my age, you'll be able to retire. What if I never make it to your age? I want right. to live. Right. Like, right. I want to drink. Like, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> you know, there's this idea that like, okay, well, you do have to think of in the in terms of a young person, you can't tell the young person to say half their entire check on the, yeah. on the promise, maybe that you'll get to 50. You'll get to 50. I mean, especially nowadays, the well, way folks yeah. And I hate to bring it down, but I'm just saying Shit.
2: you may not make it to me. Young people don't ever think they're gonna get old. That's like when when I was 20, I was like I'm invincible. Mm-hmm. Now I'm 49, I'm like my knees hurt, bro. Listen, mm-hmm. I, I just listen. I just told Brianna I got some aspirin cream on right now
0: on this old back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about y'all. So, That's, so, hey. so <laughs> Brianna, tell us about um, your your. Um, did your mother or your parents teach you About how to save. save and et cetera?
1: So in, in my family, so I, I'm going to hold it down for the Queens because grandma and them always knew how to save, mm. Mm. but the Black community don't didn't trust banks. Mm. And so because of wow. that, they mm. did not get education on banking mm-hmm. and, and CDs and stuff like that. Now, there are some, you know, um, educated Black people that did take advantage. Because I used to work at a bank. That was one of my other young mm-hmm. jobs that mm-hmm. I had. But that did take advantage of CDs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But Auntie them kept their money in, in a secret a department. Yep. And mattress, when the family needed something, balls, right? yep. all of a sudden, they got the money. They got this money. Right. For emergencies. So I want, I, you know, and as far as that, yes, always keep you a little something. That's what my mom taught me. Mm-hmm. But education and finance, no, not at mm-hmm. all. I remember when I, my first job, I was 15. I worked at a restaurant, but then one of my friends worked at Wendy's and she was having so much fun and she had so much money. She was buying all of these things. So in my head, I thought she was making more money at Wendy's. Mm. Mm. She wasn't. Her mother and them was helping her oh. a little more. She didn't have to buy deodorant and body wash because right. her parents was buying that. Right. I just switched a job where I was making way more money.
0: Going to Wendy's because you feel like, yeah. oh, well, she's, she's made it. She's yeah. arrived. Right,
2: right, right. She that's where the money, money at right
1: here. Because I was making a lot of money on tips. Mm.
2: You mm. know,
1: and I didn't. I, but yeah. if I had a financial know-how, I would have known you know, What to do in that situation but it just you know
0: when you don't know you don't know so two things I wanted to touch on again we're in general agreement with some varying um varying experiences um I do want to say that um what I'm getting from this what I'm learning from this if I ever become a parent and I'm still young enough that I might Mm -hmm. um is you know teach excuse me teach your children young but it, it, it's hard to, re, you know, reach a 10 year old and tell them about a checkbook. Right. So like we That's somebody, true. some black person, mm-hmm. this is a million dollar idea, whoever's okay, listening. Okay, here we go. But, develop a curriculum specific. Hold on, let me, let me write this down. Develop a curriculum. <laughs> develop a curriculum specific. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> amen. But, but c- develop a curriculum specifically so that just like we're taught our letters and numbers, and mm-hmm. how to multiply how to divide yeah. start financial education mm-hmm. when you're 5
1: how to grow yeah. so money
0: just just how to just what money is by the time you're 6 you know the difference between 5 10 20 cents by the time you're 7 yeah. yeah. that you know what a dollar is in this country and in another country mm. right? okay maybe right? well, make it make okay. it international <laughs> okay yeah, absolutely right nice, and then absolutely. by the time you're 10 you understand Bitcoin. that people Bitcoin too. Absolutely. People, by the time you're 10, you may have a sense that people spend their money differently, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then by the time you're 13, you realize that there is such a thing as credit, but it's not anything for you to be messing with. Until you're- <laughs> okay.
2: Y'all yes. too mess with that damn <laughs> don't credit. You- don't you you apply you. for that damn card? Please <laughs> you know, throw
1: that card away. Look,
2: that's when know they know. get it. But you notice that's when they get us. As soon as we get to college, you get them get the tables. College. We ain't got a dollar. First, in your pocket, but you can get every credit card you ever wanted. (laughs) Right. What?
0: But I did pay for it later. (laughs) I want to touch on something that Brianna um, said earlier. um, And I want to dive into a little bit of a deeper question and then we'll come back. Is this idea that um, Black people, and I won't say all or most, but many Black people in America don't trust banks. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. And so, my question can, uh, uh, I'm going to ask the congregation. Um, (laughs) My question is, is it because the Black banks, I'm sorry, the Black banks are owned by white people, that why would I trust them? They're white. There are, are, if there are Black-owned banks today, they're probably like one or two. But for the most part, if we saw black banks, maybe we
2: might. I mean, that's a question. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? But, so question. I just think black, black people don't like other people holding their money, <laughs> whether it's black, white people, black white banks, black banks, whatever. It's like, hey, Marquise, give me a thousand dollars. I'm going to hold it for you when you need it. Call me. You know, it's like, no, nah, I need to be able to have my own money. I need to be able to move around like I want to move around. I don't want to have
0: to go. I don't know if yeah. I necessarily agree with that because yeah. you have foolish people out here doing susus and jujus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just putting their money and saying, oh, we're going to put it in a community pool mm-hmm. and then come to find out you can't get your money when you need it. Right. So, so <laughs>
1: this is what I'll say. I think for banks and black people, I think that the bank is just Another derivative of the system mm,
0: mm, of which mm. oppressed us. So you think that's it? It's the and system. so it's Got like,
1: it. why why how can I trust the same people who enslaved me? Mm. Like I think that that's the bottom line mm. of a lot of black people's mistrust of the government, of hospital, of mm. uh, of healthcare community, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. and, and all of that is because these rich people who own these things.
0: No, but they're not just rich people. They're rich white people. And that's what I'm yeah. asking. Yeah. Hmm. Because if we had seen them be, if the, if the medical community back then was run by black people,
2: if there were, if there were but, black banks. But yes, pe- they would would are rich white in? people. Because But aren't there, aren't there black banks though? There's I mean, they're not, there's not a lot of them around.
1: Killer Mike has a, um, there's a couple,
2: but, but not that many.
1: And Killer Mike oh, is in Atlanta. He's a rapper and an activist. Mm-hmm. And him and uh, some financial gurus who are Black as well put together a Black banking system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And So you'll have to Google it. I don't know the name of it, but I did look into it. I don't think it's launched as of yet, mm-hmm. but I think they're working on it and I think that's something we should, everybody should support because we've been mm-hmm. crying for one. And even if, if you put your $5 in there, I think that we should do that. I think we should support it.
0: So I, I, I'm, I promise we're gonna move on, but I just wanted <laughs> to make sure <laughs> that we are, um, we, I, I actually don't care that we are, we are in agreement. That's mm-hmm. not the idea, but mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to make sure that we got everything out because this is an important topic too, right? And it's hard to, um, it's, so, it's some, sometimes hard to break down
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because first of all, my, from my point of view, Black people don't like talking about their own money. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. going to let you know how much I make. Mm-hmm. Why are you right. in my business? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So right. Yep. if I'm, I can't even talk to you about like money in general yeah. or what my credit score may or may not be, mm-hmm. I'm never going to get to the point where we're talking about Black banks. Yeah. Like we, we just mm-hmm. will never get to that point. So right. how do
1: you eliminate the shame the associated shame with right. financial, your financial situation? Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other thing is that this, you know, it may sound like I'm a 41 year old man trying to reach back in time to my 19 year old self, but the truth mm. of it is, I am. What's mm. a 19 year old <laughs> self? Like, <laughs> like, Absolutely. So like. Young people today, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So young people today, you all They have are a, your 19
1: year old self. They are self. my 19 year old right. self. They are. And they we have an opportunity
0: connected. today. Things are so much better than they were when I was oh 19. Oh my God. Absolutely. Hey, whoever's listening who's like get my, my age, age, get on this. Listen to what I, what we're talking about mm-hmm. and like learn from our words. Learn from our experience. Learn from um, what is around you right now because there's mm-hmm. a lot of knowledge that's being wasted. Go ahead, Robert, and then we're going to move on.
2: <laughs> uh, no, uh, just like you said, I, like, I, I try every day to tell my daughter about the importance of saving money. I try to tell her the importance about finding a place where you can get compound interest. You know what I'm saying? That Just trying to educate them as much as they can. Because, like you said, I would love to reach back to the 19-year-old Robert and be like, hey, dummy, you know, (laughs) look into this. You know, it's okay to have a bank. You don't need to have all your money in your pocket that day. You know what I'm saying? Find other avenues to make different, you know, invest. Like, just to invest, I mean, I I spoke to, I had a friend of mine who used to work at JP, we used to do IT with JP Morgan, and this is back in the 80s, and he was like, yo, I had a guy that t- told me about investing, a white investor. He was like, yo, give me this amount of money, and I'll invest it for you. Long story short, he gave it to him. He was able to buy three brownstones in Brooklyn. Wow. And now, he says, all I do is go to the bank. And I'm like, where was all this when I was growing up? Right. You know what I'm saying? Where was all this? Like, that, that American dream, the white picket fence and stuff like that. I was like, where was all this? Like, I feel like I missed something. Hmm. So, I tried to, everything I know now, I try to say, listen, whatever you can do, put this away, but you know, like you said, the youth is based on the young because they look at me like, "Okay, daddy." Okay, and then you come in with like a Gucci bag or something.
0: I will say, I will say that my younger self and my my current self actually um, takes advice much better from anybody that's not my mother or not mm-hmm. my father. Right? right? There's something about somebody else telling me,
2: "Absolutely,
0: this is it for real." That's not related to me in a in a in a parental way. Does that make sense?
2: Yep, so absolutely. I probably
0: would have listened to, but like at the time when I was 19, 20, 21, I didn't have anybody who was my age, now 41, saying, hey, let's just be regular friends. I'm not trying to mentor you, just mm-hmm. you can just hang out and maybe right. pick up something. I didn't have anybody like me.
1: But also too, I think it's important to think about when you are that age. Mm. I don't remember myself saying I need to be set up for retirement.
0: Mm, right. Mm. My
1: situation, I was hoping and dreaming that I could just take care of my children. Mm. I was hoping and dreaming uh, that, that I yeah. could get a job. Yep. Like really, I mean, mm-hmm. even though like now I know I teach my children to be entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. follow your mm. dreams, all of these great things that I would not know had I not gone through what I gone had gone through. But I was only thinking about how I can get a job that's going to be good enough i want to be married i want to have a family you Mm. know i want to have a house maybe i was not thinking about that after those things comes a setup for retirement and Mm. think about it in our communities well i know growing up in my community i grew up in cleveland ohio um in Mm. the inner cities i forgot about
0: cleveland right yes and so Mm.
1: um in our communities we didn't see nobody (coughs) retired.
2: Mm-hmm. Grandma
1: even had a job. Right. Everybody yeah. Worked. There was no he retirement. Was reti- right. And what is retirement? What is
2: retirement? So I think
1: right. that that's also too one of the big things that we we are systemically behind,
2: mm-hmm. mm.
1: and so we're really hard on ourselves. I was
0: just gonna say that. Go ahead. Yeah. Wait. Okay. But- no. But like, but talk, back to something that um, Brianna and I were talking about offline before we got on is while we are always trying to move and grow and 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 level up as yeah. black people in america yeah. right we what we don't do is spend enough time patting ourselves on yeah, the we, back for how far we have come absolutely exactly cuz like, we are exactly. we were we're <laughs>
1: systemically behind in yeah. so many areas mm-hmm. you know and so like uh, some children are just dreaming to be able to have a good job where they they see their mother struggling right And they don't want to have to live that life. And that was me. I'm like, I want to have a good job. And like Mm. I manifested it, but still it's, it's more to life. There's more to
0: life. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just say this one thing. So, um, this is, this is you, this is you right here. So, you know, you talk about people who mentor you, people who come in your life and tell you that there's something more, right? Yep. For me, uh, the only thing I wanted to do was, like, have enough money to buy some general nice clothes, help my mother, you know, get a few drinks every once in a while. But (laughs) it never occurred to me that I might travel outside of um, New Jersey. I might travel outside of the eastern seaboard. It Mm. just, like, none of the relatives that I knew were going to Europe. They weren't going to Jamaica. They weren't going to South America. Like, they just they didn't have the money or they didn't think, let me like broaden my
2: horizons.
0: Okay, so this seems like a good place to stop for now. Um, And we'll pick this back up in our next episode. This has been another episode of So Here's The Thing. Uh, Thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. And stay tuned for another episode coming out very, very soon. Thank you and don't forget to love yourself.